Okay, guys, welcome to How to Japan. I got a co co host. I'm here. What a fascinating yeah, podcast there. I would listen to if like, both of us had a stutter. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> we went through, like, if we didn't have a stutter, it was only take 30 minutes. But because we both have stutters, it's going to take an hour and a half. <laughs> right. I think we'll just leave it like that. No edits necessary. So what's our topic today? <laughs> well, we'll be, yeah, we're covering Japan and our topic today is marriage. Oh. So how do you feel about marriage there? Over there on the other side of the uh, Zoom video. I am not a fan. Okay. I have to say. Uh I've mentioned to you before on different occasions how I I don't know what age I became resistant to the idea of getting mm-hmm. married and having children. Um, as I was preparing for this podcast, I, this this particular episode, I was trying to figure out exactly why. It's just always been in my DNA to be against this idea. I just couldn't imagine myself being with like one person for the rest of my life until you mm-hmm. die. And that coupled with the fact that I grew up with many family members, you know, like old aunties asking me, oh, when are you going to have, you know, when are you going to get married? And... um. And I just, maybe it's just my personality. Mm. I don't want my future to be determined so, uh, you know, by by other family members. I rebelled. Oh. I just rebelled against the idea of getting married. And I didn't see much of a point to it. Um, and... And, you know, I was a page boy. Do you know what a page boy is? Tell me, what is this? A page boy is a young, usually you're, in my case, I was eight years old, eight or nine years old. So when somebody gets married, you would have like a page boy and a flower girl in okay. your wedding ceremony. So I was often paraded as the page boy in a lot of photos for aunties and uncles who got married when I was younger. So you were there on the inside from a young age. Yes. I was there. <laughs> I saw it. I saw the uh I saw how the sausage was made, so to speak, in the in the ceremonies. Yes. And I uh, yeah, I hated it. And also yeah. the fact that you're young as well. You don't mm-hmm. uh I was there with a flower girl and you've got these uh, idea is that as a young boy about you know the op- you don't look at the opposite sex in the same way right like with cooties mm-hmm. and you're like oh why the fuck do I have to take a photo with this girl and then we're we're just paraded around like you know just we're uh, this is just a tradition mm-hmm. mainly I think um, English I guess because mm-hmm. you don't know about it it must be an English tradition yeah there's flower girls but no page boy Page boy yeah. sounds like, you know, something like a, a part-time worker at like, a, a news network or something or someone who works at the White House. 
yeah, as for an no. internship. Mm. Yeah, nothing, nothing so uh, practical. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. <laughs> this, yeah, this is some. Yeah, my my role was just to be in photos with the flower girl, and to mm-hmm. walk down the aisle with whoever's getting married. The flower girl would hold the dress uh, and yeah. uh, carry flowers or whatever, and and I'd be there just to look cute. Were, was there any compensation? Of course not. See, that, that's, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's why you got a negative <laughs> it's like view. Slave of labor. It. Yeah, that's why you have a negative view of it. You weren't getting paid. You knew from a young age that your presence was more important than what they were giving you credit for. That's the thing. I bet if they paid you, I don't know, gave you some gummy bears or something like that, you would have mm. maybe think differently. Yeah, perhaps. Mm. Uh, but that's been my view throughout living life up to mm-hmm. this point. Who knows? Maybe when I'm older, I may fight, you know. But I, but I love, I do love the girl that I'm with. Yeah. And I think, I've, you know, you know my girlfriend and yeah yeah we've yeah we've hung out and we used to live together mm-hmm. and this is leading into something else though you know when we're living together mm-hmm. this is very uncommon almost abnormal mm-hmm. in japan to be mm-hmm. living to cohabitate with the opposite sex because you only do that until you get married yet i did that with with other other girls here in japan um and we just kept it hidden from their parents mm-hmm. because the reason why i'm no longer living i'm no longer living with my girlfriend is because of the the fact that she was offered her own place basically mm-hmm. her own apartment which was bought for her by her parents mm. So naturally, I mean, who wouldn't want their own place without having to pay rent? Just have their own their own apartment to themselves. So she did oh. offer me. She said, "Like, well, okay, we can move in mm. together." But I knew what that would entail. Mm-hmm. It would that would mean I would have to meet her parents. Mm-hmm. And in Japan, that is one step closer to marriage, which you mm-hmm. have no say in. You've got to get married. And that's just culturally, societally, how things are set up here. Mm. So, um, and I may sound like an asshole to those listening. They're like, oh, well, why would you do that to her? And I've, 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 had, I've had the same conversation with every girl that I've been with up to this point. I said, listen, I don't want to get married and I don't want to have kids. Are mm-hmm. you cool with that? And they're like, yes. And the fact that I'm still with my current girlfriend, who's now living, we're now living apart, but the fact that we're still together shows that her and I, I mean, she also had the, she was of the same opinion. She didn't want to get married and she didn't want to have kids either. So, mm. um, so we're living on those terms. Mm. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. I understand everything clearly. Good. So yes. that's what I think about marriage. Mm. What about, awesome. I mean, you're married, so I, I, I'm sure you're going to, be talking to me about the many benefits associated with marriage and why mm-hmm. I should reevaluate my priorities and <laughs> what do you think I have an agenda 
I thought you'd be preparing all week. For well, this conversation. what you want to do? Uh, what you don't understand <laughs> is that when you when you get married, you get in a zone, <laughs> and you understand the world differently. It's like you become an adult. You become a real man. Right. Yeah. I can see the good uh, points about marriage, though. I mean, I know yeah. many people who are married. They've been happily married for many years. And the one positive thing mm-hmm. which I can which I can take away from it is the fact that you have a, a partner in crime, so to speak, in life. You've got a partner yeah. there with you who, you know, you both accentuate each other's strengths and you mm-hmm. mitigate each other's weaknesses. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, of course, you've seen uh, marriage failures. Uh, I grew up with one, you know, so when I was young, I didn't want to get married. I thought, look at these two people, <laughs> mm. <laughs> look at these two people, you know, and but um, over the years, as I got older, in my later 20s and when I met my wife, I knew from the time that we started dating that we would get married. So it was a hunch, maybe some sort of instinct that I wanted to be with her for the rest of my life. Mm. And it could have been all the things leading up to that point. You know, I wasn't much of a, I didn't really play the field. Uh, And when I, did date i never said the phrase play the field but um i just found myself thinking this is who i want to be with and i felt like being married and having some sort of official documentation would make it all the more secure and solid and you know a lot of people don't think that it can work that way and of course, there are a lot of people in America, uh, my age, who lived through divorce and who lived through terrible marriages. And they decided not to get married, but they live together for long periods of th- long periods of time, and they have children, and their lives are perfectly fine. And I think, you know what? <laughs> They're basically married. It's just that they don't have any documentation. So. People who have these long-term marriages, who live uh, long-term relationships where they, where they live together are basically living the lives of married people. Uh, so I, I think that your side definitely has merit. You know, if you don't want something, then you shouldn't force it upon yourself because that would be a type of, well, unnecessary torture. But for other people who are searching for a sense of more solidified nature in the relationship, it it can have an impact on your life to go through a ceremony or to really sit down and say, "Okay, we're going to we're going to do this and we're making this commitment to each other. It's not necessary to get married for that type of conversation to happen, but. It's a uh, one way that society creates things so that people feel more secure in the relationship that they have. You know, I have 
Um, here's okay. Here's one of my complaints that I had when I was talking to other people about marriage, and that that was once you take that step and you go down that road, you will be inviting people in your life who I don't know. I don't. I th- I think in some cases you don't want to know. You invite in-laws into your life without your say. And that that always struck me as a unfair bargain because I'm only I want to be with this person. I don't want any of your you know I don't want any of her relatives in the mix. I want to be selfish about it. And I just want to be with this person and not have to especially if I'm not going to have kids because it does make sense like marriage to me makes sense when you have kids and then you have grandparents there who would be eager to help you in the parenting responsibilities and to take the kids off your hands to give you some breathing room well if you have normal parents well yeah yeah well well that's what i mean i mean but i mean if you yeah. ideal in japan that that makes a lot of sense you've got relatives around you to help you in the duties of raising these kids and they can also impart a lot of wisdom which may be if they're smart yes yeah, yeah. yeah. so you're playing devil <laughs> you're taking my <laughs> position <laughs> okay know, i'm actually I'm trying to i'm actually trying to talk about positively about about marriage and you're just cutting me down at every moment <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed fun to do that. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's great. That's exactly what I did too. But uh, but I I mean if if you if you I mean if you truly love someone and you're mm. societally culturally conditioned to go through with it and you've got all this mm. pressure from everyone you know. I mean, how can you not get married? Because if the pressure pressure is going to come either way either from the girl you're with who wants to settle down and have kids mm-hmm. well then in her mind she's thinking yeah marriage we have we've got to get married otherwise i'm i'm off i'm walking off mm-hmm. this is this is the last you'll ever see of me so i think you've got to be really stuck in your ways like me <laughs> to mm-hmm. to live life this way because you're going against the grain of many cultures around the world. Mm. And, I, and I think there's a good valid reason. We don't have to go into it now. But um, mm-hmm. um, but there is valid reasons for why marriage is an institution. And mm. why so many countries that have marriage are better off than countries that don't mm. preach these ideals. That are more poly- mm. you know, uh, poly- polygamy based. They don't... Um, I think those cultures don't do so well. But mm. then we'll get into complicated affairs of religion and all that other shit. So mm. I don't want to touch upon that. But but mm. anyway, you know but you know the funniest thing about all that what I've just said is yeah, about inviting exactly. people in? Yeah. Everything my girlfriend told me about her parents. Yeah. I think I'd love them. Every yeah. everything I've I've heard about them. The mother, they're they're uh they're Christians and the father is uh, has his own liquor shop and mm-hmm. he loves to golf and he's um i mean everything i've heard from my girlfriend about him is like she's he's just like me which makes mm-hmm. me think like wow that's you know that's Creepy. strange 
yeah, just in terms of personality wise, is that really how it works? Yeah. <laughs> you really do gravitate yeah. towards your your father in relationships. But yeah. uh, but everything I've heard about him, I was like, yeah, I'd love to. I would love to meet him if I wanted to get married, but I don't. Is there a mm. way for me to just meet him without the <laughs> prospect of getting married? Chance I'd encounters. Yeah. <laughs> How about we just approach it from a different angle, where I just say, hey, yeah, I've been in your, you know, your daughter's life for a long time now. Um, so, but I want to meet you without the expectation of getting married. What do you think about that? But I think that would go. That would go down like a lead balloon. Yeah. So that's why I've been. Yeah, I don't know what to say um, about my own personal experiences here, but uh, yeah, I, I I still don't just like the idea of of marriage as a an ideal. Uh, but no, tell me more about you. You you said you had an inkling. You 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 when you met. Yeah. Your current when wife, I met my like wife. wife yeah. When you met your wife. Who proposed to who, or was it more of a practical discussion? Well, I'll, I'll tell you things that will embarrass, embarrass my wife, which is um, our the the day that we had our first kiss. I knew that we would be together forever. Wow, must have been so, some kiss. It was a good kiss, but you know, it's. It's just something that becomes uh, it's just the cementing of things. And I, I think I've told you about this before where it was, and again, this will be embarrassing that, you know, when afterwards I, I said I felt such relief in knowing that I, I could be with her. And then she said she felt in Japanese, she said anshin. Same. So, yeah. So when I we we didn't know what those words meant, she didn't really know what I was saying, and I didn't know what she was saying. But then we had to have an electric dictionary tell us that we were saying the same thing. So when language doesn't even really factor in, it, then you kind of feel yeah. even stronger about it's raw raw emotion at that point. Yeah. yeah. So. That's romantic. Yeah, it's kind of nice, you know. Well, I'm, and, I'm getting all good. I'm getting goosebumps and <laughs> just uh, during this conversation. That's yeah. great. <laughs> so, but so, and I, I feel like that, you know, we, I, I, I met her parents a month later, and then we moved in together three months after that. And then the following year, I said, in my mind, I would say, I'll wait one year and then I'll propose. And so she was just in the kitchen washing dishes. And I said, let's get married. And she said, okay. So then three That's months not after so that. Romantic. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not so, not so, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, we went down to the city office in her in, the, in her hometown and we just signed some paperwork and we were married and we weren't planning to have a wedding because we didn't really think much of that kind of thing we thought it was a waste of money but then our parents wanted us to have a wedding so we we're fine give us money and they gave us money and we planned a wedding and wow. we, yeah 
uh, we went to Hawaii and my parents came to Hawaii and her parents came and some of my in-laws came and some of her in-laws came yeah. and thanks for nice. the invitation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> would you like That's to fine. go with <laughs> I don't think I would have the funds to go over to Hawaii. <laughs> we could renew our uh, uh, vows. We could yes, in, in Hawaii. I'll go to like but, an Isakaya. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> keep it within my budget good yeah <laughs> there's some things i uh the, the things that uh, on a practical side uh that might i don't know interest people a little bit is you know the con concept of the family registry mm. and the family registry is a record of the family and who's born into it, who gets married and all these kind of things. But as a foreigner, you're not, I'm not officially part of her family's registry, but I'm written on it. I'm written as the person who's married to her parents' daughter. So in that way, so that becomes a problem if you have children and you're trying to establish whether or not they are Japanese or uh, nationality wise from another country and things like that. So uh, that can be a problem, an issue that I've read about in in newspapers. Japan Times often covers these types of things. Uh, so that can be a problem that I don't know too deeply about, but. The, even if I were, in my case, even if I were to become part of the family registry, it doesn't really give me any more rights than I already have. Mm. So it's just a, it's just basically a, a record of the lineage of the family. Mm. Um, have you looked into how far back they they've kept this these records for her family? That's an interesting. Can question. you track it back like hundreds or? I bet you could. Or... I bet if you strung things together, you could find out what's going on there. Who, who find, like who. find out if they're like samurai or samurai yeah. or farmers or. Probably. I mean, I think you know, J Japan is such a literate culture and record keepers, such mm. detailed record keepers. I, I would imagine that records go pretty far back. There's another thing I wanted to talk about, like in, in terms of the family registry, and I'm not I, I know I'm going towards maybe historical stuff, but a long, long time ago, even back in two or three hundred years ago, maybe even further back than that, traditionally, and this tradition actually even continues to this day. I have uh, co-workers who still have this kind of system in their family, and that is you have the head of the household. And then those are the parents. And then you have maybe an eldest son. And then you have brothers and sisters or whatever. But when the eldest son gets married, they become basically the de facto head of the household. And so the wife can come into that household and then they kind of take care of matters. The younger son, if the house, if the family has extra land or extra resources, they'll build maybe a house for that son and then they can live on the same property but in a separate house with his with his wife and his children now the interesting aspect 
about this is, unlike a lot of Western cultures, if the younger son decides to marry a woman in another town or another city, there is the option that he could actually join the registry of his wife's family. Mm. And in doing so, he'll take the name of his wife's family. Right. So that's quite different uh, traditionally in Western cultures, or at least in America, where I think things are slowly changing because of feminism and, and social equality and things like that, that it's important for people to have the right to keep their names and things like that. But uh, in Japan, you the family kind of dom- the family dominates what family dominates society. And so if you're a man and you marry a woman and you go into that household, you give up your name to join the household of your wife's. So I, I thought that was kind of an interesting aspect that I don't know mm. if that always happens. Yeah. I, I remember I, uh, an American colleague I used to work with, he's married to a Japanese woman and uh, he took her name. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, so it's first name and then it's like uh, Suzuki or something uh-huh. with this blonde, blue eyed guy named. Yeah. I think it was yeah. I won't reveal his so name. And so and Suzuki. Wanna, I don't want to out him. So so and mm-hmm. so like John Suzuki. And I was just thinking that John Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the easiest. Uh, uh, yeah. But he uh, so he, and I asked him. I said, "Well, why? Why did you relinquish your name and get a Japanese name? Is that because you just want to, you know, you want to play the part in Japan, or you know, you didn't like renouncing your American citizenship in some way? I don't know." And he said, "No, no, well." in her family they're all women and there are no men in her family so in order to further the family line they for a man to have you know if you want to have kids which he you know he he was planning on having kids and he does have kids now uh in order for the family lineage to continue yeah i had Mm -hmm. to take on their name interesting so he actually was able to join the registry yes because my wife just told me like an hour ago that foreigners can't join the registry. How did he do it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Man, I mean, but how can you take on the name? How can you take on the name then mm, if you're not part I of the registry? Know. Unless it's a separate thing? It, maybe. What fascinating it's podcasting not, listening yeah, yeah, this is yeah, yeah. where two guys don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. I, I think it doesn't it wouldn't even matter for him to because basically she, the the wife can claim the child. He said that they had a discussion before marriage about uh-huh. uh taking his name or her name, and she uh-huh. said that her father uh-huh. Who uh, who wanted him to take their name in order to mm-hmm. further their lineage, mm-hmm. to further their name? They could just give the name of the child. The, the, they don't. He didn't need to change it. I don't think he needed to change his name. Are you saying he's an idiot? I'm not saying he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm saying he's an idiot. But I'm just saying that I don't think he needed to do that. 
I, oh, I right. think he, yeah. Be, and, and it might be that they, you know, you, you have these conversations about family lineage and it's like, oh, well, it, you might be that he was just applying too much of his own culture onto the conversation. Mm. But, you know, I, I feel like I, I want to bring my wife in the room too. I think she would know. Too bad, uh, you know, she's downstairs. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's, you know, we can update people at a, at a later yeah, point. Another podcast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, I think that's a. It's so the family, topic. okay. So the family registry that that plays an important part in yeah. anyone getting married. You've got to yes, got to go to this. You got to register. Well, your name. Uh, and apparently you'll go if you're a foreigner. You'll go into the registry, but you won't be an official name in it. You'll just be recorded right. as the wife or husband of so and so. Right. Right. Uh, right. So it's uh, it's it's like that. And, but what but you're saying you is were, you can still take the name, but you won't. Yeah. As a foreigner, you can take the Japanese name, but mm-hmm. you will never be a part of the registry. Yeah, that's I, racist. I, that's as fuck, isn't it? I guess. I mean, it, it seems because, <laughs> as far as I understand, <laughs> I don't know because it doesn't really. It doesn't. We really don't accept your you kind rights. here. Yeah. We don't serve but, your kind. But it doesn't give you, even if you were on the registry, it doesn't really give you any other rights. Yeah, uh, but like still, I don't the know the fact that you don't want to know that I existed in in this woman's life. Well, it, you're written there, but the, like the as registry. a side note. Oh. Yeah. oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, bad yeah, yeah. About it's that, a, yeah. I'm written as uh, the 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 yeah, husband. A post-it of note. My wife. A post-it yeah, note that gets lost note. in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, and like I said, there, if you have kids, it might be a different story. You know, definitely with kids, if the wife has kids and you decide that you want them to be American or British or something, then that might be a problem. Hmm. So keeping them on the family registry, you want to talk to an uh, internet international lawyer or someone just so you have a clear understanding of what what would happen, say, if you get a divorce or you have a sudden family issue and you have to go back to your home country, something like that. So there mm. there, there might be some conflicts that happen. But I think those are extreme cases. The ones mo- most people, I don't, what the fuck, I don't talk to anybody. I just read newspaper articles. And, <laughs> and I just read newspaper articles about people having fucking hard time because of, mm. uh, uh, rights of family rights over children mm. but uh and i think it has something to do with family registry and how how you sign up the kids in there mm. well but uh, talking yeah. talk about marriage ceremonies in general yeah you know you know that that's what really surprised me i've been mm-hmm. to half a dozen weddings in japan right. i don't know why i've been to that many because yeah, that's a lot. I know. Yeah. And I've been to them. And the first one I went to, I was, you know, I was an American friend. And I had to pay something like 20,000 yen. Right. Which is about two, yeah, 200 American dollars, isn't it? So, yeah. So the standard rate, and I'm saying rate because that's how cold and calculated it is. It's an actual yeah. fucking rate. 
whoever gets married in Japan and you go to the ceremony, you got to pay 30,000 yen. Right. And 30,000 yen, 300 bucks is standard across the board. Whereas in my mm-hmm. culture, I'm sure in America too, you just give a gift. Yeah. Unless you're in the mafia and you give money in an envelope. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but course. I mean, yeah, I don't know that it was so standardized here. But yeah, the only reason I paid less than the first one was because it was an American friend. He said, no, no friends of mine are paying 30,000 yen. But can they get away with 20,000? <laughs> you still got to make up for, I don't know, costs the, the of the wedding thirds. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some, somehow There's that factors in. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the actual venue. And they, they mm. hire these, an actual MC. They hire mm-hmm. a professional I mean, this is an actual job in Japan. Someone whose mm-hmm. job, sole job, is to mm-hmm. provide the entertainment and to announce uh, the person who would be there. Usually in my culture, it's just someone you know who's quite yeah. articulate. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in Japan, no. It's all professionally done with your own videographer, photographer, and you've got like a screen, a big uh, projector where you see uh, a production of your life up to that point about her doing shit, you know, like playing badminton and you're like, like oh, I'm playing shit. rugby. I don't know, you're like all doing, you know, and then you and then you meet together and then there's like all these uh, graphics of, of mm-hmm. it was love it. It was love at first sight. And I know for a fact it wasn't in many cases. Yeah. A lot of people I know in the <laughs> getting married there, but whatever. And then it's yeah. just all... Yeah, it's all overly produced. Produced, yeah. And all for 30,000 yen. That's what I get. Um, yeah. Along with, yeah, just really bad alcohol. Not not very good quality alcohol either. And But that's not... I mean, I'm complaining about that. But it's the after party that's always my favorite part. Okay. You see, in, like, you know, right? In Japan, you've got the ceremony. But then you've mm-hmm. got the after party. Mm-hmm. And that's when you can let your hair down. That's when you can just go out with and invite other people who mm-hmm. didn't want to go to your wedding, and then you just go and have a drink with friends. Well, okay, so I've I've only been to one after party, and I've been to no marriage ceremonies except my own, and it was in Hawaii. Oh, and you're the perfect person to talk about this topic with. Yeah, you. I know all of this <laughs> stuff. So let me tell you. <laughs> The so one. Tell me the about the registry thing. again. <laughs> <laughs> the registry. Talk to me about that. <laughs> is a piece of paper which tells you. Yeah. All right. No, that's nothing. fine. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but it was like a, it was at a Irish pub, and the the husband and wife, they they met in some Celtic music club, so they played the flute and violin together. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, but we still had to pay eight thousand yen to go into this bar. Mm. So that was, I think I had two drinks, but I got to listen to live music, husband mm. and wife live music. Um, so you should continue with your knowledge of marriage ceremonies. Well, even in New Zealand, in New Zealand, it's we have a wedding. Ceremony, mm-hmm. and then we have a reception. Mm-hmm. That's it. A wedding, a right. reception. Whereas in Japan, right. from what I've seen so far, there is a wedding ceremony where the wife 
I mean, yeah, the bride is all decked out in white. So it's a very mm-hmm. Western style wedding. And then she changes. I think she changes three times. She changes outfits. Mm-hmm. So there's there's another outfit for like a Japanese style mm-hmm. where she's wearing a kimono. And then you've got the Western style white dress, mm. wedding gown. And then I, th- I can't remember the other one. Maybe it's just her letting her hair down. I don't know. But there's, yeah, different outfits. And then, like I said, instead of the reception, it's uh, people just go to a cheap bar afterwards just to just to hang out with their friends. Um, and then after that, the honeymoon, and they just go yes, off. Honeymoon. Whereas, in after the reception in New Zealand, it's usually you know people are outside watching them getting into that limousine and going off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Living yeah. happily ever after. Mm. Not the I case. I wore here. white. I wore white. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. How did you feel? I felt like the most beautiful bride ever. Wow. Yeah. I felt like it was the most wonderful well, day of my year. Yeah. Yeah, like when you were young, watching all those Disney movies. <gasps> I always wanted like to wear white to my yeah. wedding. <laughs> yeah, and you feel. You feel like it all, yeah, it, it all amounted to this one moment. I, I went to this. We we got our wedding set up through this uh, wedding company called Watabe Wedding, which is in Tokyo. And we were getting fitted for our costumes. I'll call them costumes. Uh, mm, and that's basically what they are. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, a, and they're like, oh, wear this. I'm like, white? What do you? That's what the bride wears. Where bride wears white. Oh, but you look so good in white. I feel like some like southern preacher. Like, what are you doing to me? But everyone's like, oh, you look so good in it. You look so good in it. Oh, you should wear that. Can I just try something that's a little, you know, gray or darker color? And I try them. You don't look as good as the white. You just look so great in white. I'm like, fine. If you think I look good in white, then I'll wear white. It was truly a white wedding because my wife wore white and I wore white. Couldn't tell which person was the bride for crying out loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about the uh, what about the in-laws? How did are you, they? Hmm. Yeah. Did you have hmm. a good relationship before and up during and, and even now? Yeah. Um, yeah were there my, any issues, my, any challenges? Nope. Zero. Oh. My uh, my w- wife came home one day and she said, oh, I have an American boyfriend and they did not blink an eye. And mm. then well, they were like, well, when's he going to come over? And then I came over and they're like, hey. And there was no problem hey, whatsoever. <laughs> hey, what's up? How you doing? So you, so, you, so you fancy our daughter, do you? <laughs> Good. Get her out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Take her away from us. We're done with it. We're done. We're finished. We're tired. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you about the family registry. (laughs) It's in a scroll. (laughs) The closet. Here it is. Uh, Yeah, no no problems. No no issues whatsoever. Uh, What what about personality-wise? 
Would you say they're conservative? Well, they can't be that conservative because they didn't even blink an eye when they, yeah, you know, when they saw you. I mean, English. They couldn't speak English. Uh, they don't speak any English. But mm. at the wedding, my father-in-law sp- gave an English speech. Oh wow! Yeah, that must that have been nice. really emotional seeing him put in the effort to actually read yeah. a, like English speech. Mm. That was probably hard dreading for... dreading that moment. He's like he spent all his life not having to speak English. He's like, fuck, of all the people you could marry. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was kind of looking forward to it, actually. Oh, was he? he, Yeah, I think he was just jolly about it. But he's um, quietly tough type of person. Mm. He's one of these, you know how blood types are really important? Yeah, he's stoic. You know how blood types are really important to Japanese people? You know, yeah. It's like, oh, your blood type that A. Signifies your personality, right? It yeah. Indicates uh, what, like if you're calm or serious or outgoing. Yeah. yeah, four different personalities in the world, yeah. Yeah, that, that about sums up your yeah, your yeah. personality, right? That's all you right. need. <laughs> oh, you're, you're type A. That means you're curious. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> but i he he hated the whole concept of uh blood types he did not want to know his blood type but oh wow um, and so he didn't know it for many many years and then he had cancer he got cancer about i guess it's about 15 years ago and right uh and he um went to the, the hospital and we saw him on the bed. My my wife walked into the room and he looked very solemn and serious. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was, I'm type A. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big problem. Not type that they a. Like, removed uh, cancer from that, his that's, body. That's the same. I, I'm type A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's supposed to mean you're serious, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Majime mm. in Japanese say majime is type mm. A. You're, you're very serious. I never th- uh, when I found out because I only found out my blood type in Japan because people yeah. were making a big deal out of it. They're like, "Oh, you must be B." Or, or but, I've, <laughs> but I've had but I've had but I've had girlfriends tell me I was A. Yeah, yeah. Without me knowing, I was like, "Get out of here." A means serious. <laughs> Am I that serious? like yeah. yeah i think i think you're a so i went to get a blood test i'm like fuck that's <laughs> just like your father-in-law <laughs> so obviously he was disappointed to learn that <laughs> yeah he doesn't like that kind of stuff but he's kind of funny too like he's very quiet but then he'll just say things that are like well here is second hand for example one day he was talking to my wife over the phone or maybe where we're sitting around the table. No, it's hard. My my memory's foggy. But he's like, uh, he said something to his wife like, "When I die, I'm never going to talk to you in heaven." <laughs> what? It's like, it's like, when we we will, when I die and we go to heaven, I'm never going to talk to you there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He just doesn't want to talk to her when he dies. <laughs> He's had enough in this life of her. <laughs> I want to see you again in in, a, in you know in the afterlife. If I have a choice, I don't want to ever see you again. <laughs> 
I could barely, I barely have enough fucking energy for you in this life. <laughs> fucking God help me. I've got to put up with you in the next life. <laughs> but he never really says a lot. He's just quietly reads the newspaper. He's, oh, you want to watch TV? Oh, okay, I'll watch TV. And then he'll just say these like, <laughs> things like that. Wow. This is being, it sounds like he's been honest about it. Yeah, yeah. He's All credit to honest. him. Yeah. It doesn't seem to bother my my mother-in-law. You know, she's, yeah, she's used uh, to it. She's like, oh, shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of honest in a in a way, like overly honest. Like she'll she'll say things like, "Oh, you look like you got fat," and stuff like that, <laughs> which <Yeah>. kind of <laughs> pisses off my sister-in-law. I think. Uh, <clears throat> So that kind of thing, but um, it, yeah, they. I never have any problem with them. They get along fine, and we visit them maybe once a year. You know, mm. don't really see them That's that fine. much. Uh, <clears throat> talk to them on the phone occasionally. So do, yeah, things. Do you are, ever yeah. think that, um, you know, talking about weddings, mm-hmm. but the. the you know the Japanese wedding. I guess your in your case, your wife was not keen on the idea of a traditional. I say traditional, but you know the white wedding, which is a Western mm-hmm. concept, and yet right. the yet many Japanese love it. They, it's like a dream come true. Yeah, to go down yeah. the aisle, wearing that dress. Do you think that's as prominent and or predominant as I'm, I'm making it out to be? Because every single oh, yeah, woman I know who's gotten married, they've all had the the white wedding. So yeah, I, mean, I think it's to a certain extent highly influenced by Western Hollywood movies and Disney mm. animation and yeah. Cinderella and all that kind of stuff. It looks so magical. Fake. People, yeah. <laughs> But you, but you know what? You know what else is fake? Are uh, the reverends? You know they've got like they, yeah, these yeah, foreigners yeah, who are these that. ex English teachers. They're just English teachers. They're not even ex English teachers. They're still teaching English, and yeah. they just put a fucking collar on them, <laughs> and then they they say, "All right, there you go. Can you just read it? Read this in English." Yeah, you Many of them aren't really even Christians. They don't give a yeah. fuck. They just make a great. Yeah, they make great money. You, you can make all kinds of money doing that. Uh, you know, way more money. As long as you look than, like a foreigner, yeah, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. All that matters. Just it, it's like white. Less requirement white. than yeah. Less requirement than being an English teacher, like at, a, at an Aikaiwa. You just have to exist and be white, and that's it. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. else you need to do. It's th- it is the weirdest, somewhat strangely positively racist like for the people who can do the job like it's so weird it, it, it just doesn't it would not go down well in america that's all it would not go down. If well you, you know asked, the only way you could compare it in america is if as if somehow they're like you had white white couples saying you know what in order for this to be accurate to the way we grew yeah. up watching yeah. these movies let's get a black i want a black priest yeah yeah exactly all our media is be... showing like a black wedding you know everybody oh, yeah. you know all the time it's just a black person 
who is issuing the vowels and um mm. so that's what we want a black guy that would be positive racism just like it is here in some way. but no there would be no way it'd be accepted it would ch- the, the person with the I'm, I'm sure that it'd be like oh you think since i'm black i can marry you how <laughs> do you think yeah. you're so what do you think we're all priests <laughs> I think I'm here to serve you and your fucking yeah yeah what your the bride? hell are you get the fuck out of here yeah I think that's I mean uh, there, it's too way to alright there's no parallel to what's happening here but I, yeah. I wonder if it's the same in other Asian countries in China and Korea yeah I wonder be. should have done more research before this podcast but yeah, yeah. Could no. be, could well, be how case. how could you know that we're going to go down this avenue? <laughs> <laughs> I should have done more research about China and South Korea. <laughs> Man, I'm really lacking knowledge on the marriage practices of Southern India. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think those are uh, yeah, it's some it's an interesting practice that goes on. Um, I have something about the bushy doll. And then I want you. I want your thoughts Bushido. on Bushido. Bushido. Isn't that like a martial art? It's the way of the samurai. Yeah, there we go. And uh, I read this book called Bushido: The Soul of Japan many years ago uh, by a Japanese author called Inazo Nitobe. And he says this about marriage. The individualism of the Anglo-Saxon cannot let go of the idea that husband and wife are two persons. Hence, when they disagree, their separate rights are recognized. And when they agree, they exhaust their vocabulary in all sorts of silly pet names and nonsensical blandishments. We think praising one's own wife is praising a part of one's own self. And self-praise is regarded, to say the least, as bad taste among us. Okay. So then he goes on to wow. say something about, uh, you know, Bushido's judgment of women is binomial. It's two-sided. So uh, women in the samurai classes would often do battlefield work, but they were not really respected that much on the battlefield, but they were well-respected in the hearth, in the home. So although they had little regard on that side, they were uh, very, very highly respected in the home and in the community. And so that that's the, the perspective. World. Mm. That, w- w- what's your response to that? What do you think about that? Uh, I think that tracks with what I know about samurai and their very i already mentioned stoic before like your Mm father-in-law but there's a a sense of not wanting to um i don't know like uh send send off like false like a like to all like to always be within your uh, within yourself, not showing off, not broadcasting like praise, like what what mm-hmm. I just heard yeah, to yeah. your wife, because yeah. that shows like you're self-important or self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. You've got your head too far up your own ass that yeah. you that you're not 
you're not someone who I can depend upon because you mm-hmm. you've got a level of self-importance which uh, I no there's no level of integrity there. Mm. So so that does track with what I know. I mean it's it's in in our times, in modern times, yeah, there's some chauvinism. But show me one culture on earth at the time that treated mm. its women with any kind of respect. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't think there's mm. a culture on earth at the time. So I don't... Um, and and like you just mentioned, like women did have a... Uh, some like They had respect in the community. Mm. Not only in the household as a, as a homemaker, but also in the community. So... And being the wife of a samurai would afford you some, you know, automatic respect, you know? Mm. I think it, it kind of, I think it does have some echoes into the current society, uh, especially with older generations, like the generation above us. And because I, some, some, I, I be in this uh, Shigin group and I talk to older Japanese men and What's they ask me again? about what, Shigin is like traditional Japanese singing. Oh, and, that's right. Um, Sorry. I still haven't seen uh, you perform yet. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day. So, uh, and they, they mention like, oh, so Western men, you can go in the kitchen. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, well, if I were to go into my wife's kitchen, I would be yelled at summarily and told to leave. Uh, because that is her space, and it, it seems it's interesting because of the it's it demarcation. This is my space; mm, don't mm, enter mm, it. Mm. We have separate it's my territory. We have separate modes. Yeah. yeah, and also the the idea that people aren't constantly speaking outward. There's not outward uh, if affection given, and I think a lot of times we have very ethnocentric notions of what people should feel and look like as a couple and so you know it's like oh japanese couples don't hold hands or uh, japanese men don't say nice things or japanese women are always walking behind a man in certain situations and there might be uh, as you said a, a type of chauvinism going on but there's also culturally determined re- relationships that exist that don't necessarily uh, imply sexism. Push, se- imply sexism, and you ha- you'd have to go from what women think about the relationship. Do mm. they feel like they are in a position? That's a fair point. Uh, that they are, they feel like. Do they feel cared for? Do they yeah. feel like they communicate enough? Right. Is, is there right. something going on? And when we don't have these outward modes of expression in Western culture and we apply that to another culture, I think it it pretty much uh, sours or it darkens our view of what that culture Mm, can be or mm, what mm, people mm. in that culture actually experience. Uh, So I I thought it was interesting, an interesting point brought up by this book that, I mean, it was written in 1905. Of course, things change and evolve and culture evolves and changes because of influences within the culture and influences from outside of the culture as well so i think that that kind of really i I thought it was interestingly insightful we can't say it's completely everything about japanese culture is like that because it's 
coming from the way of the samurai for crying out loud but i thought it was interesting to mention it it, it brings to mind a conversation i had uh early in my life in japan mm-hmm. and i was joking around about why i'm in japan i said uh-huh. well you know the women in japan you know they don't bitch and complain like the women i'm used to and back in new zealand right. <laughs> like a uh, little you know they're not as not as vocal more docile and like a little more uh, respect for their marriage, you know, for their male partners, and they're they're more womanly, like my grandparents' generation when women were women. And now, mm. you know, I don't want to get to dig that hole for myself. Right <laughs> now, I was young and right, drunk, right. and yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah, it was yeah, a joke. Right, right. I was making yeah, a joke, yeah. and I was bringing and, up a and contrast. The joke between wasn't coming me. across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's, it's a joke like, with among. Just a- asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but it's a yeah. it's a fact of of uh, of like you know impo- i don't want to impose my own views on how mm. a japanese should act in marriage or dating or whatever no that's just how it is and i know we've complained mm-hmm. in previous on previous podcasts about mm-hmm. certain issues but but there's a reason why this society works in a way and Mm -hmm. like you said and that's a very good point if women don't feel like they are in some way um, working against their own gender but they feel empowered if you feel empowered no matter what your gender in society and you live your life and you you have a marriage partner you have a marriage partner and both of you are have your roles to play yeah mm. yeah you're in sync your partners and you know I, I don't want to say know your place that sounds really fucking sexist but i mean well you know what you there's, need to do. Uh, you know what mm. you need to do and if one partner mm. i don't know if you're a man or woman but if one of you knows how to cook better yes mm-hmm. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. If you're a man and you know how to cook better than the woman, yes, you should be fucking cooking. You should, yeah, right. because she can't, and she's got other attributes which you love. You love her mm-hmm. for, like my own mother isn't a very good cook. My my dad right. used to cook a lot, so that was just the way it worked. And she also had a good job. His job was good too, but you know you've got to compromise in certain mm. aspects of your your marriage. So it's just so it just so happens in Japan. That's f- for like when when was that? You said you read that nineteen. Uh, yeah, it's from nineteen oh five. Nineteen oh five. Yeah. Um, but but your your point of view is that there's a reason why. Well, there's I, a reason I think why that we have to is the way it is today, and we can't impose our own yeah. values about onto, gender. Onto 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 this culture yeah right and i but but at the same time as as things evolve and i hate the term globalize but as things become more influenced by outside forces then you start to see changes and people's perceptions about what they want in life may also change and so then you also have to respect that as well and you know i i i have co-workers who recently got married a few years ago and the my one co-worker is a woman she was like 
this guy, he just wants me to fucking do everything. And she she doesn't want to do all the shit that he expects her to do. And so act like, his like mother. that that's an example. Yeah, that she doesn't want to be. Yeah, she doesn't want to be his mother. And I, I see that as a product of somebody who doesn't have who hit the, the man being not aware of what the woman actually wanted when she got married. Like there was a, a, a failure to communicate, as I guess George Kennedy said that in Cool Hand Luke. Who the hell said that? It was the, the sheriff. Whereas I believe we have here a, a failure to communicate. But, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's just something that um, it, it can happen in any culture, right? It can happen where when people don't communicate what they want from each other, then you're just going to have a failure so along the line, along the way. And I think it, it extends to, to your relationship. You have clear lines of communication with your girlfriend and so you live in separate places but you still have a very strong bond that keeps you connected and you know she mm, even yeah, though she's japanese and we meet yeah. every week right so you you know exactly what the well you, kn- you can't ever know exactly but you have a very strong understanding of what what your your significant other wants in life and how you want to communicate and that's the most important thing i think that's the downfall of all marriages there's a lack of communication mm-hmm. a lack of not knowing what you what each other wants and also a uh, believing you can read the mind of the other person mm-hmm. uh, you can't no matter how well you know someone i think there's sometimes just a conversation to be had mm-hmm. um throughout the course of your relationship Unless you're living in that period where you, you know, there was such, uh, like rigid, rigid rules in place in society, in in that period, in Japanese life where people did know their place and that provided some mm-hmm. comfort. I'm sure mm-hmm. there are many women who would love to have married a samurai to, to just to be elevated in society, right. but being the wife of a samurai. Like how amazing mm. would that be? You'd be treated with the utmost respect wherever the fuck you went. Right, right. Uh, like and sort of prestige. You, you, you know, there's yeah. a prestige to it. Mm. I think, you know, it's not, and that's not to say that there weren't, it, that there weren't chauvinistic aspects to Japanese culture and chauvinism doesn't exist in Japan. Uh, for example, back in the Edo period, the, the, the bakufu, the, military government would send down edicts to small villages and say oh this is how you go about divorcing an unproductive wife you know Mm. that sounds rather utilitarian and unfair to the woman because it basically only says that a woman's role is to have children but at the same time maybe in that era women viewed themselves as the home and right. the provider of children. So right. it's so hard to really say, oh, I'm going to apply my scant knowledge of my own culture and apply it onto another culture and say, well, because of this, 
blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all this, you know, as I mentioned before, this retrospective moral judgments that we can make. But it mm. it it does hint towards a kind of a very, you know, a very small world that the woman could really maneuver in in certain in certain aspects of village life. Mm. Well, we're um, we're getting up. I think we're almost up to an hour. Um, yeah, we have covered quite a bit on marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say? Uh, not really. I mean, there, I think we. I feel like we could just end up going ninety minutes, but I, I don't think we really need to talk too much about it. I mean, there are. We can do a double header. Yeah, we could do a double header and just uh cut it down one hour each. Because there is you know, the 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 discussion of uh the the population decline and uh people young people not getting married and as a result of course uh, not young people not getting not having children and you know, statistic a 25% of men aged 18 to 39 never have sex. Right. And and so not even That's in... That's a sobering that, stats right there. Yeah. So the, there's, you know, the difference between the city and the rural areas, you know. Wow. Uh, that, okay. That, well, let's definitely do another one. Let's cover this again. <laughs>